Welcome to the Moving from Fear to Trust podcast series. I'm Ashling Fitzgibbon and on today's episode I'm joined by Shane Donahue, who was a massive help to me after my own mom passed away and his life story is so transformative and the wisdom that he shares will absolutely change your life. So enjoy this episode. So take us back to how you started on your spiritual journey and what happened in your life to bring that about. Uh, I guess the big catalyst would have been uh, eight years ago, at the end of this month, eight years, uh, when my wife died. She was pregnant with her fourth child and um, yeah, she, she died in, in, in the bed beside me, tried to revive her and, and uh, couldn't and so on. But it was that... Like for a lot of us, there's sometimes this one big life-defining moment. Sometimes it's a series of smaller ones. But for me, that was that was a biggie. Mm. But my my passion had always been in you know natural health and healing and and anything that's not mainstream. Basically, in all areas of life, I was always interested in. So when uh, Amanda died, it was a big opportunity for me to sort of follow that passion rather than just stepping back into you know corporate sales again, which was comfortable and were very understanding and give me six months, you know, opportunity to come back. But I just felt, no, this is the perfect opportunity. And I could even feel and, and have that connection with her after she died, you know, basically encouraging me to go into this and, and to build a little healing room in the back garden. So I could be there for my three boys and not um, going back into the rat race again and, and really started questioning, well, why, why was I doing that in the first place? Yeah. Uh, so it, it kind of, it, it, apart from completely shocking me and, and you know, really um, almost putting me under, it got me to sort of take stock of things in, in a much deeper way than I was before. And I was always pretty grounded and, and always looked at the bigger picture uh, before that. But I realized looking back how sort of programmed I was as well. But these are, are these call to actions that we have um the hero's journey, they, they call it. I mean, it's when it happens, it feels like the worst thing in the world and that you, you'll never recover from it. But it's only on the journey, the, the healing journey that, that we go on to, to overcome the trauma and start to see life from a new perspective that we realize how much gold is actually in these experiences that on the surface appear to be completely soul destroying. Mm -hmm. If anything, they're soul growing, you know, that it's, yeah. we've so much to learn. We tend to push away negative experiences because, well, we don't like the look of them because no one told us that behind those, that mask of the negative experience, there's, there's so much um, positivity and growth and gems of experience that will, allow us to, to go from this real sort of deep, dark place into a much brighter future, mm -hmm. you know, that we're using, um, we're using the, it as compost, you know, the experience yeah. to, to compost and grow from it. So, um, and I think when you're in, for me anyway, when I was in that sort of really dark night of the soul place, it was like, you know what? while I'm here, I might as well just attack everything that has yeah. ever happened. You know, I'm already, yeah. uh, I'm already down in hell. So, you know, yeah. might as well go for it, go the whole hog. So yeah. I really didn't waste any time. I mean, I was, it's funny how life, even though you, you might feel victimized by it, by these experiences, how you realize you're actually prepared for it. I mean, I'd started mm -hmm. studying energy healing earlier that year yeah. Uh, well, actually, EFT, I've been doing like Qigong for maybe, you know, 10 years before that. But 
um, and studying shamanism, learning about the soul world, all this sort of stuff that it was like preparing me for this exact moment mm. that I knew exactly what I needed to do in that moment yeah. to, to overcome the trauma. So within four days, I was down at, at the grave and I was releasing years worth, I would have said, if you're going to counseling of trauma out of my body. Yeah simply by tapping on energy points and really mm. allowing it to, to leave while it was still fresh in there. Yeah. So, um, and then going to a shaman and me then being able to connect with her in the soul world, I mean, complete life-changing experience that sort of set me on terra firma to, to go forth and, and really explore this um, deeper magic. And that that's really what I saw that from that point when I felt so good after a short period of time, when, everyone's expecting me to completely fold. Yeah. It was like, there's, wow, this is so magical. I've got to explore this. This is exactly what I'm, what I love, what I'm passionate about, what I love talking about, what I, and now I get to experience it. Mm. And of course, yeah, yeah, bad days and good days and so yeah. on. But the good days started outweighing the bad days. And even when there were bad days, you knew you had the skills to sort of overcome them and, and, mm-hmm. and just kept growing and growing. And, and every time I, learned a, a new scale or had a new experience once i used it it was like life was saying here here's some more here's some more mm-hmm. you know it's like use it or lose it kind of thing that yeah and and th- the journey sort of just took on a life of its own after that it was almost going deeper than the rabbit hole at every experience because it's like the worst that already happened so i had nothing to lose I know. know, I just said, let's just keep going. Let's just see how Mm. far this goes. Mm -hmm. Of course, I'll never get to the bottom of that one, but (laughs) it's fun. You never do get to the bottom. It's just the journey, isn't it? Yeah. And I remember having a conversation with you last year, very, very quickly after my mom passed away and just, Mm. you know, having that kind of reassurance was kind of like an anchor point to know that even though this was like devastating at the time, that I would come out of that. And I think just you know, being able to share this conversation today on the podcast for people who are going through that time, just to realize that, you know, you don't stay there, that you can come out of it. And there's so many tools, so much healing that's available to us all now that um, helps to quicken that process as opposed to feeling like it's going to take years to come out of that, that, that um, trauma. Yeah. And yeah. it's, I think it's important not to buy into the kind of um, societal beliefs around, you know, what the the healing process in to overcome anything is mm-hmm. you know but if we're talking about bereavement i mean who say well there's x amount of stages and it takes this long and and yeah it's important i never bought into that i was going well i'm not the same as everyone else so i'm not buying into that story of well yeah in a year i should be feeling this well maybe yeah. i was feeling that after you know three weeks you know yeah. so yeah um and just it's going to be different for everyone so it's also important not to compare your journey with someone mm-hmm who who seems to be further ahead than you are on yeah. the journey. It's like you, yeah. you're, you're perfectly paced for where you're at. And it's just mm-hmm. accepting that, okay, well, life is just getting me to slow down and take my time with this, you know, for yeah. someone else, they may appear to be going faster, but we, we can't compare to the people who are way behind or way ahead because yeah. there is no way behind or ahead. Everyone is just exactly where they're supposed to be. So Yeah. And I think that's it. It's like being able to relax into the present moment, which is the whole mantra that I've been using for the past year. And before it even happened, which was really preparing me for like kind of similar to what your experience was uh, moving from fear to trust and being able to trust that where you are is exactly where you're meant to be. And that, you know, that you can trust your own guidance and trust what life is showing you and you can follow those steps, even though sometimes they don't make any logical sense to your rational mind. 
Yeah. Um, and I think this is why, you know, you had posted recently about your soon, soon move to Canada. So I'd love yeah. to hear about that because I think a lot, a lot of the times, you know, we're, yeah, we're just not like able to move beyond the fear because we're so attached to the reference points of having the job and having the house and having everything set up the way we think it is. Mm. So I'd love to hear how you're able to trust that voice and, you know, and you're, you're not a single person. You've got like three boys. So you're, you're taking your family with you. So yeah, I think you've got a lot of um, great gems to share with us today. Yes. um, Yeah. I I tried to leave them behind, but they keep following me. So I guess I'm going to take the kids (laughs) with me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The, the Canada thing is, uh, I don't know. I, th- I think for the last few years, I've been traveling a lot to North America for retreats and so on. And I, I get a real sense when I'm over there that I can actually breathe. You know, it's like mm. almost a feeling that you're a fish in a fishbowl and you've just, you're filling the fishbowl where you are, whether it's a town or a job or a relationship or a country. In my case, yeah. it doesn't matter. I mean, it's not about size, but it's, it's that feeling of feeling restricted in, in, in Ireland in terms of being able to express myself. And mm-hmm. I think I've definitely needed to be here. Uh, like I said, everyone is where they're supposed to be, but I definitely needed it for the sort of rootedness, the, the real feminine energy of Ireland, mm. the, the, the ability to sort of nurture myself and, and the boys over the last eight years. It's been a very sort of inner space kind of uh, journey. And North America feels very much like the, the wings alternative to the roots of, of that Ireland or Europe, I suppose you could say, because it's such history, and isn't it? And it's, mm-hmm. But it's also has a lot of programming that, okay, the States and, and Canada have programming as well, but there is a, it's like the, the, the teenager of the world, you know, it's like, yeah. they, they just don't care. Let's go for it. You know, anything's possible. They have, it's infectious, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel sometimes in, in, in Ireland in particular, and this is a generalization, of course, but there, there is that sense of, you know, d- does anyone really want to see you doing that well or, or going mm-hmm. too far ahead because you make me look bad, you know? And, and I find that over there, again, a generalization, but from my own experiences, I feel much more supported. Mm-hmm. So um, the Canada, I was born in Canada um, in a long time ago, Yeah, <laughs> in the 70s. And it was, I was very young when we came back here because uh, both my grandparents died, but it was uh, always an open door to come back. And it was always <clears throat> a feeling I had that I would love to actually go there someday I never thought to live I actually just thought to visit yeah and even when I was thinking about going to the states I, I kind of just didn't really cross my mind I thought it was too cold yeah uh, but anyway I met a girl from from Toronto and she was that impetus to, to get me to go over and visit and explore Canada and, and, and that's the thing you talk about mind earlier on and, and how the reference points about control and having everything set up mm. how mind wants to keep you sort of caged in or limited. Yeah. And it's only experience that can help you break out of that because mm. mind wants to kind of look at a, a potential experience and kind of play it out in your mind and say, ah, no, that's not going to work out. Mm. But yet there's some sort of bigger drive in your heart or your gut, your soul, whatever way people feel it. But that, that heart feeling of saying, I need to actually go here. I don't know why mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense for me to uproot my family. I've uh, got, you know, parents and siblings around here as well. And lots of, you know, community and friends and all that sort of stuff. But I have my business here. Everything is sort of set up. Mm. 
it doesn't make any sense to pull the plug on this and move away, but it's not about what makes sense. It's what feels right. Yeah. And it just feels right. So although myself and my girlfriend split up, that's just the way things were. It was actually again in perfection to get me to make this decision by myself and not sort of relying on someone to hold my hand on the other side to mm-hmm. navigate. So really I'm, I'm, I don't even know where I'm moving to yet. My house yeah. was up for sale last Friday. It's sold on Tuesday. Um, so I know I'm being supported or else it wouldn't be selling yeah. so quickly. Uh, so it's life. Every sign is there. In fact, I saw a sign up in the nearest uh, Super Valley up where I live and a big billboard. And there was a picture of Canada and a picture of Ireland. And there was a bridge connecting both of them. It was Verlingus. And it said, Canada's closer than you think. That's like, okay. hilarious. <laughs> You're like, okay, so yeah. I see, I see. I mean, there's subtle signs and then there's big bright neon signs. And, yeah, and that yeah. was definitely one of them. So the trust is, is more trusting that deeper current. Mm. It's more like a magnet that's pulling you in a particular direction. That's the, the current of the river of life and where it's actually going to that you can resist. And a lot of us do because, you know, it doesn't check out mentally. Yeah. And, and we end up having force change rather than graceful change. So mm-hmm. just like the, the splitting up with my girlfriend or moving to Canada, they've all been, it all feels very graceful because I'm, allowing i'm trusting and i'm saying okay i'm not privy to a picture beyond what my small self sees so yeah. i don't know why there's a sudden turn right in the in the bend in the river but there is so mm-hmm. you know you can moan about it all day but much easier just to get on board with that yeah but that trust thing doesn't happen overnight i mean i i, I no. did spend a couple of years very much consciously working on on learning to trust because from predominantly masculine energy in me Mm. the control thing is a big thing you know with reference points and having and doing and you know trying to you know keep the world afloat as if it was my responsibility you know that this attitude had to change to sort of step back and say no that's not your job anymore i'll just allow life to take over and you'll be you'll be grand as they say yeah 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 as as we like to say here yeah but i love that because i think again just how it comes back to like building a practice around trusting because as you say, it's not an overnight process because we've been conditioned into having to know and having to see and kind of fearing anything that's outside of that. So um, yeah, it's great to hear you say that you spent many years cultivating that practice. Yeah. And and you do start seeing results and it gives you a little bit more confidence then, Mm -hmm. but it's uh, the way I describe it to people. It's like, um, I don't know if you ever saw the Indiana Jones movie years ago with him and Sean Connery, Sean Connery played his dad and they were in search of the Holy Grail and the, the, the Nazis were there and they were saying, get us the Holy Grail. So uh, the father had a map of, of how to get there and all these different challenges that Indiana Jones had to go through to, to get to the Holy Grail. So it was basically the cup of Christ and you put water in it and it gives you eternal life. So it would have yeah. saved his dad mm-hmm. because the Germans shot him. He said, you need to, now you have the impetus, you, you, you better get this or your father's going to die. Yeah. So he's looking at all the clues and he gets through them and avoids getting his head chopped off the usual stuff in, in yeah. Indiana Jones. But the last one was he comes to this um, exit to a cave and he sees the cup or the Holy Grail on the other side, but there's like a massive um, deep cavern where it's endless, bottomless. All he sees is this darkness. And the final clue is about just having that taking a leap of faith. So he's like, well, 
what does that even mean? So he said, well, it must mean I have to just step out into this void that I know my mind is looking at it. I'm going to fall to my death. Yeah. And he just takes the step and the bridge appears beneath him. It was an optical illusion. But yeah. if he didn't take that leap of faith into something that mind is saying is not there, but the, his experience by taking the step first mm. revealed to them that there you go, you have the Holy Grail and you've, you've saved your father's life, that this move to Canada feels very much like that because, mm. you know, most of what I'm seeing is just what's falling away, what I'm giving up. Yeah. I'm, I'm helping this old reality of mine die off, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not really seeing a lot, but I, I mean, I'm getting little clues on the other side. Yeah. So, but I have to take the, the leap and I know when I have the experience, then I get my answers, but we don't mm. get our answers before the experience. Yeah. We have, to t- we have to take the step first and then we see. And then we can analyze all we want. But pre-analyzing before we have the experience just won't work. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that we paralyze ourselves into like fear and and inaction when we're just trying to analyze it and try and figure out in our heads. Yeah. You know, and and I think it's realizing that, yes, the mind is a tool, but it's been a tyrant and it's Mm -hmm. been controlling us and we don't even realize it. I mean, it, it shapes how we view the world. And if we step more into that sort of formless space where we've allowed life to pour through us and, and we've no idea. So every day is kind of like a surprise mm-hmm. and we don't even, we allow yesterday to kind of die off almost like the waves lapping in and out. We've no idea what it looks the same, but there's yeah. always little differences as they, as the waves come in every day yeah. and they may take different shapes of different people or the same people, but they're different. Everything is different every day. We have to let go of what we think things are form is matter people mm-hmm. you know you don't see someone in a month you you have them set at a month ago on how they are but they've changed a yeah. lot in that month you need to allow them to show up differently yeah uh, trusting that life is constantly renewing itself and so are you and so is your reality yeah and what type of practices would you recommend people just kind of to start off that process of moving from fear to trust like what are Where's an easy place to begin with that? Um, is there an easy place to begin? Yeah. Um, I think just, I mean, in general, I'm assuming a lot of people that are, that are listening to this podcast are people that are self-aware and, and are probably aware of, you know, the, the daily practices on, on self-care, mm-hmm. whether it's just spent, to, to me, the biggest one, if you can manage this, is just spending time in nature, mm-hmm. in silence. So leave the phone and just listen Mm -hmm. and not listening outside. Listen internally, listen to that inner wisdom that you have because nobody can tell you what's best for you. No, you know, with all the best Mm -hmm. will in the world, family and our friends have best interests at heart, but they can't really guide us. You know, it's that inner guidance system that comes online when we are quiet in stillness and we listen Mm. and there may be a lot of work to get to that stage of quieting down the mind by, doing energy work or meditation, sound healing, you know, the right foods and so on. All these little bits that I'm sure you've talked about before, mm-hmm. but to me, the key is, is inner silence. To yeah. be able to actually listen and realize that you have the answers. And when you have the answers, then you, re- or when you realize you have the answers, you have self-trust. And yeah. when you have that self-trust, then you start to trust everything around you, which really is just your own expression anyway. Yeah. You know, it's your own reality speaking to you. So whether it's the signs or whether it's an inner feeling, spending as much time in, in silence 
every day as you possibly can away from mm. the family, away from TV and technology. Yeah. Nature is, is wonderfully grounding to help just quiet the mind down enough. So it may not come in as a, as a you know, a massive vision or, or be able to hear it, but you will get feelings. It will mm-hmm. over time when you practice that silence every day, you will start to get answers. And when you get those deeper feelings and you're more in communion with that sort of source of your being, then moving forward doesn't seem so scary anymore because you sort of feel held, even Mm -hmm. though you know, God, I have no idea what I'm doing here. You sort of feel held in it at the same time. It's a weird, it's a weird Mm -hmm. feeling. Yeah. Like even for me going to Canada, I don't know what's on the other side. I just know that it's, it's when I, when I, anytime I've taken a leap before, it's been an improvement. Yeah, my reality shifted into a higher gear, so I don't see this going to be any different. Yeah. So, and if if there's anything that I'm missing, it'll show up as as maybe a negative perceived negative experience. I say, well, I must be missing something, so I'll see behind that and I'll get that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So it's like seeing behind the message of the experiences as opposed to just judging. This is good. This is bad, and kind of keeping yourself in that state of fear and tension. Yeah, because what we perceive as good and bad is all programmed in us anyway. You know, yeah. it all depends on a point of view. So mm-hmm. not a point of view, a perspective. Yeah. So when you spend more time in silence and, and, and taking in that sort of bigger picture feeling into your life, you start to increase your awareness. And when you increase your awareness, you increase your consciousness, which mm-hmm. gives you uh, access to a bigger part of the puzzle. Yeah. And if you can see more of the bigger picture, well, then you can make better choices. Mm-hmm. If you can say we have any choice, but yeah, that's yeah. another conversation for another day. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. So yeah, thanks. This has been so, so helpful. And um, I can't wait to hear everybody's uh, feedback on this episode. So let everyone know where they can find you, even though you are relocating, but you have uh, your space online will always be traveling with you. Yeah, you'll find me over the Atlantic at some stage. Uh, shaman.ie is my website, uh, S-H-A-M-A-N.ie. So uh, yeah, you can you can touch base with me there. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Shane. It's been a total honor having you on today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. I absolutely adored this conversation with Shane and I learned so much from his wisdom. So I can't wait to hear from you. What's your biggest takeaway from today's episode? Let me know in the comments below and I'll catch you here next time. Such a strange mentality Music in your soul, my